All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. <laughs> Damn, it's such a badass event. All right. We're back. <laughs> We're back, baby. You popping the top? What All do we right. got? What I was, do we got I was letting the tension build. <laughs> This Much is, like uh, the filmmaker tonight. Ooh. Mr. <laughs> Brandon Cronenberg. I like this David. one, man. Man, second film. And uh What are we talking about? We're talking t- about hot take. Yeah. But I enjoyed the new Brandon Cronenberg film. Infinity Pool. Yeah. Um, we just got out of it. We went to uh the Regal Marquee. The they're like AMC's competitor, right? Yeah. Because they have Pepsi products and AMC has Coke. I, I see them as like competitors on every yeah. On every, on and every I would, front. you know, I feel bad due to my former AMC A list uh, allegiances, <laughs> but I fuck with Regal theaters, dude. I really like them. They're well, they're probably are they even more expensive? I think they might be. I think so, like right? A couple bucks more, but like it just um, seems like the drink was like eight or nine dollars. I was like, yeah. okay, that's a lot, but like it's always a lot. But it was almost like, oh, this is premium, you know? Yeah, and what I will say is like some of the AMC theaters, like in the city, are like not like gold standard theaters. <laughs> that's that's put, that's the nicest yeah, way yeah. to put it. <laughs> yeah. um, but the the uh regals are, are pretty the regal yeah edwards it's yeah. all the, it's all the They're, regal family they seem like like whenever you walk in you're like oh damn this is like pretty pretty badass theater yeah they, they no, keep them nice. up pretty well i would say you know i'm disappointed in that the this particular theater dude it's funny because my mom gave me all gave us all these free tickets yeah my mom and my dad used to fucking go to the movies like every night just about so they have all these like i guess you can buy them in bulk and it's like way cheaper Brings yeah. the price down to a couple bucks a ticket or something. Nice. Um, but yeah, she gifted us all these tickets. So we've been going over to this theater. But it's funny because we've had these tickets for a few months now. Mm-hmm. And the theater seems to be in exactly the same fucking condition as it was. Yeah, they're like in this perpetual state of like renovation. Yeah. But like there's, it's like sections of the theater are just like taped off. And you just see like yeah, two by fours everywhere. Whole, like, uh, sh- like whole theaters are, are I guess. Um, Blocked off. Yeah. Not in, I saw in like access. A, a few different ones. So I think they're doing it like one wing at a time or section at a time. But damn, because I feel like the theaters, don't get me wrong, are very nice. Mm-hmm. And the bar was nice. The concessions are nice. But it's like, I am one. I'm like, I can't wait to see this fucking thing when it's actually done. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the final product is. Yeah. But so, I always enjoy going over there. I, like I thought it was interesting it was. tonight as we were walking in there's like this huge line of people and it's tuesday night so i'm right. like well what the hell's premiering tonight well it turns out the early premiere for uh cabin uh knock at the cabin the new m night Shyamalan. yeah it was tonight and uh we, yeah, we didn't happening? get invited how do you get invited to <laughs> yeah. this i don't know you, know, you gotta know someone you know I, let's actually just see M-, M. Knight must have personally invited all these people in Houston. Let's see. If we just go to Regal Marquee, let me go to my theaters. I'm curious if it's just open to the public and that's why it was sold out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Maybe. But it's just one of those things where, like, um, you know, it's not. I thought it was like a premiere special, like early access showing or wait, something wait, like wait. that. It's, so it's only showing me the, the, the showings for now, which obviously we're too late, but I'm so curious now. Was it pu- open to the public? It seems like it must have been, right? 
Uh, that's what I was thinking, but uh, I, I don't know. We didn't hear about it. Yeah, we weren't invited. Fuck me, right? No one invited movie night yeah. with John or Sean, neither one of us. <laughs> I don't see it on here, though. Damn. Must have been a very... This is this is that uh, exclusive. <laughs> it's probably Regal A-list or whatever they call it. You know what uh, yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or maybe you get... I don't know. Gold, gold list or something. But fuck, I mean, that was a lot of people there to see. Yeah, it was like almost out the door. So I mean, M. Knight can just do no wrong. He can he can give us like a, I'm a 33% approval, you know, in terms of quality. Yeah. Well, but like, we just like his going. last movie, Old, like it wasn't Mm-mm. good at all. Mm-mm. But then this new trailer, I'm like, maybe he's got something, you know, who knows? I'm still going to go see it regardless. Right. But I don't, I don't like hold out hope. Some trailers look better than others of his. I have a better feeling, kind of, about this. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to end up eating my words later, but well, you had this. We have this running joke where you <clears throat> you were like, he has to make one terrible film for every like really yeah. good film. To be, it's the, I think there it's might be the some too. Balance. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to. It's it's one for him, one for yeah. Who knows? You know, <laughs> like the happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, who but is even that, that now, watching some of his other stuff, I'm that like, makes the old look, not... look good. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. But uh, tonight we are talking about Brandon Cronenberg. Yeah, Infinity Pool, Son of David. I really like his first film, Possessor. Yeah, that was. I think we were talking about it earlier. That was like one of our first kind of COVID back at the theater movies. That's funny. Um, and this is only a second film, and I thought it was equally strong. There are some par- parts maybe even slightly more dialed in. I don't know. Yeah. It's it, hard to say, man. It, and this is first reaction just seeing it. But um, you're you're familiar with David Cronenberg, right? You said yeah. that you've seen We talked about some of his films uh, yeah. on the show, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? We did like Scanners, I think, and Hell we did yeah. uh, something else. Oh, I'm sure we referenced the, the Fly yeah. in our love of uh, his body, his approach to body body horror. horror yep, um, and just the practicals. We talked about Crimes of the Future, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but how interesting too, like a father and son like putting movies out like around the same time. So Crimes of the Future was last year, <laughs> and then uh, Infinity Pool is this year. You know? Yeah, I mean, the fact that Papa Cronenberg is still churning him out yeah. is like, the son impresses me, he does, but the it's fact like that... It's like a Bob Dylan and Jacob Dylan yeah. scenario. <laughs> Except the Wallflowers only had one great album, yeah. you know? But like, I'm impressed by fucking the son, uh, Brandon Cronenberg, but obviously, the god, you know, his father, it's it's interesting to me that you would go into the same area yeah. Of of like even if you were cho- chose to be an artist, you'd think like, well, I'm definitely not gonna make films. And then like, oh, if I make films, maybe I'd make like a drama or something. Yeah. You know, not like approach this like just like giant of sci-fi and body horror and violence. You know, um, he's doing a lot of similar stuff. Yeah, I think that's interesting, right? Yeah, I think so. You, I mean, he's definitely inspired by like his dad's work, which is cool. That I mean, is cool. But doing it in a in a tasteful way, it's like if the son Osborne had gone and tried to make a heavy metal band and they were fucking trash, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, <laughs> it's like the kid from Kiss trying to be, you know, his. They had that TV show where uh, whatever like the fuck Gene his Simmons, name, son yeah, his or his son was like trying to be in a band and it was just terrible. Oh god! And it's like. This is one of those things. It's like as a, a, a you know, as an artist, it's like I can't even imagine thinking like, oh, I'm going to go into filmmaking and make similar stuff to my dad, Weird, who's like one of the horror. greatest filmmakers of all time. <laughs> and he does, man. He fucking, 
He's in it to win it, man. I think this is another uh, solid movie. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed um, it. How, how do you possibly ooh, set I something was, like this I was kind of trying to think of it while we were in there. Um, I think I could do it. I'm going to leave it a little vague because this Got just came sy- out. synopsis right here Okay. As well. So, yeah, um, this basically revolves around a couple that that's on this vacation, this island resort. It's some sort of like tropical... Uh, like fancy resort, very white lotus. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> like, a, a few, in a few it. different ways, but um, it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, Cleopatra Coleman plays his uh, plays his wife, and then they kind of start to meet this other couple, uh, Mia Goth, mm. and um, her husband. I'm I'm not sure who's played by, but um, as as they start getting closer to this couple, they uh, start realizing like this other couple is like a little more wild than them. And they're almost like trying to match like what at first seems a little almost like a vacation party vibe or like they right. go to they go to a restaurant, stay out a little late, they go to a bar and things kind of escalate further and further and further to the point where like kind of the authorities are involved and it gets into like all, like vi- the violence. Right. Um, aspect. aspect. And that's about maybe as much like spoiler free synopsis as I, I think get. that's good. Yeah. But I think one major component is that. What country is this set in? I thought it was something. It was like Thailand or or Laos or something like that. It it seemed like something like that. They don't really say. Oh, Croatia. Well, the filming is in Croatia. It was filmed in Croatia and Hungary. Okay. So, but I don't know that it's actually. It's not put to us in that in those yeah, terms. And- but they're in this country where they do describe. The um, necessity to stay on premises of the compound of this like really right. nice resort, and then it's a corrupt country, and they right. kind of target. Um, There's violence there, right? But they they target you know um, travelers yeah. because they know they have money to go and stay at these expensive resorts, and um, especially wealthy people, right? Who right, you right. have to be wealthy to even be playing along with this game. Yeah, it, and very similar to White Lotus in that right, sense. Right, right. Like, if they're staying there, they have money, so they're going to get targeted a little bit. And also similar in that, I think there's this, there's something implied almost that, like, can you be decent and be that wealthy, you mm, know? Yeah. In both scenarios. Right. Or, like, in White Lotus, you know, there's all these... um complications in the relationships and there's all these implications in terms of like what what like who is this person what are they doing how are they involved and everyone is kind of greedy dirty in some way yeah and this was similar kind of yeah and i hadn't even thought about that it's funny like watching those back to because i just watched the second season of white lotus like a couple weeks ago but um it is similar in some ways. Yeah. Now this one is definitely a David Cronenberg film, so it gets <laughs> right. very off the deep end. I, I I do love like their balance. Like both of the Cronenbergs do this really well, where like the the sci-fi aspect is something like almost so outlandish or so insane, but they're able to like really scale it in like a realistic kind of way. Like it, it's it's the body horror. It's like the grit to their movies but something like you know when you start kind of getting later in the movie and the, and like the authorities get involved and they have this like uh way of i guess issuing these punishments and these loopholes around it and it gets into these like sci-fi elements mm-hmm. in this movie i mean they're basically kind of talking about like cloning people 
which seems crazy, right? If if so, if you just told someone like, oh, this movie's about this, this, and this, they'd be like, what the fuck? This sounds right. like the craziest shit ever. That's how I feel but, right now. <laughs> but in relevance to the movie, and it's it's the way it's shot. It's like how uh, they handle that that subject matter. Um, even David Cronenberg in Crimes of the Future, like if you're talking about the plot of that movie, it's so fucking insane with like the the plastic right. surgeries and stuff, and you're like. I don't, I don't know how you could even make a movie like that, or how would that seem realistic right, in right. the in that setting? But I think they're really able to like balance that well. If it's believable within the con- confines of that movie, you're like, okay, like these characters do seem like they're they're kind of interacting with these thi- these elements, and like totally. they are playing off. I it know in what a you're saying way. for sure. It feels like a full world that we're immersed in. Right, right, and I think they're the Cronenbergs. And and what I've seen from Brandon Cronenberg, just the past two films, and then in all of David Cronenberg's movies, I think that they balance that really well. I agree. I think that we're along for the ride, like, yeah. or I was along for the ride. I, I thought that the premise itself was really funny, at, and uh, the movie almost had comedic beats to me at times. It made me laugh yeah. a lot. And I don't think I was the only person in the theater that was laughing. I, I definitely um, heard other people laugh at certain times, and despite its extreme violence and insane subject matter. And I think that there's a lot of thematic stuff there. I think they both do that in their movies. Yeah. Where, like, of course there's a narrative um, that's kind of unfolding over the movie, but I almost think a lot of time it's more about the images. It's more about the images and it's more about the metaphor of, like... What do the images mean? Right, right. Like, in this movie, and I guess maybe... Spoiler, it's not like the main element of the movie, but they do kind of like copy or clone people, but like the that's used in a metaphorical way, really, when you're talking about like the infinity pool. You're the one that said it when we got out of the movie, like the infinity pool itself being this like... It's a luxury never- thing, and then also this infinity gene pool or whatever. Right, from- where it's just this never-ending never-ending circle. So it is like very metaphorical, but it also is literal in this sense as well in the story for sure right and then like i think also what we're i what just occurred to me is that these people are super wealthy Mm -hmm. and they keep getting into trouble but it's like they have life after life yeah they have so much money like i'll just buy another life i think that's yeah i'll just buy another chance you know like you could literally fucking kill somebody Mm -hmm. but if you have enough money yeah and you're in a foreign country and you're an american and they're like that's what they're i think talking about right. too you know right we're better we're better than the average person that would like right. die for this crime we're gonna like just, buy a loophole they're so like there's a there's a culture uh that's explored in the movie there's like this uh subculture and subgroup in the film that are totally tre- it's like a high that yeah, they they're can't so blase about it they're just but they like, do, they're addicted to it they yeah. like have to be involved in um th- they're tied up in this um yeah, like feeling of superiority or like, it's like that, a, that they can just do whatever they want. Yeah, and it's like a rush from like just pushing it as far as you can. And I think that's really what the movie's about. Right. And it just, I, I didn't have even thought about it like that, that like, oh, it is like wealthy people have like life, like nine lives, you know? Yeah. You know, one of the Kennedy kids fucking killed somebody, you know, in an accident, like, mm-hmm. a, like a car accident and totally tried to get away with it, you know? And and pretty and much did, right? Yeah, basically, right? Yeah. Um, like, that shit does happen. And I think that's re- a really interesting theme to explore, especially right now. 
because there's such concentration of wealth, you know? Well, and there's such a, in America even, you know, a, a civilized, industrialized country like ours, there's still such a huge wealth gap. But when you're talking about, like, some resort place in Croatia where, like, maybe the wealthiest people in the world get to travel to this luxury right. hotel, and then, like, a few miles down the road is, like, some farmers that, like, you know, live off of this little bit of land to grow some mm-hmm. rice or mm-hmm. something, and that's all they they have. Right, right. And and like, and some some a- wealthy foreigner like <laughs> kills someone. It's like, oh, who gives a shit? Like that. Right. I'm the I'm this architect, or I'm the one guy's an architect. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård is a failed writer, but he's still like a right. writer that's married into wealth. His wife, his father-in-law, like owns a production company, a publishing company, yeah, a publishing company. So. Um, to them, it's like there's no weight to anything. There's right. they're so wealthy, they're just gliding through life and like, oh, just fu- I I'm rich, I'm connected. Like right. I'll find some loophole and I'll be back on my feet tomorrow. And it's so it's so funny and exactly like what you said a moment ago, where it's like if you were to try and put into words exactly what it's about, it sounds fucking insane. Right, right. And it it is insane for sure. I mean, it's crazy in the same way that like a movie a, like Mandy is crazy. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was along for the ride, man. I, I think, I think I actually really enjoyed this movie. I think that some of the performances were really memorable. Fucking Mia Goth, man, man. She she's really been on a roll like the past year and a half. Like she's just been on like a. Like a nonstop. Doing great work, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so funny too, dude. Like seeing her like um in that maniacal form, mm-hmm. so funny to me. Because think- she is so beautiful, but she's also like really unique looking. Yeah. She has like a very distinct like um feature and it's just like she presents on camera so beautifully and then to see her just go crazy is so fun yeah because it's just kind of like i don't know something about that is really charming to me and she's done it like three or four times she's in suspiria she was in uh both pearl and x yep she was in this like i think if we look you know at her discography that we'll find several horror films you know yeah and then maxine the sequel to pearl is i think coming out this year yeah uh yeah 2023 uh uh, okay so that's 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 a different vibe um i care for well i didn't see yeah there's some other stuff but but i I mean this is five or four or five horror films you know yeah and and to see her continue to be charming to that effect is really impressive to me i think she's really hit this perfect balance like you said like she she does have like striking features like in a in a she's a you know, attractive woman, but yeah. she does have the, a very distinct look. Yeah. And she's able to really balance that, like, kind of playful, like, you know, love interest, but also she has, like, this this dark side, and she's really able to, like, hit that switch. Like, in Pearl, she balanced it really well. There's a monologue she has <laughs> towards the end of the movie, and it's, like, a five-minute long, oh, just one shot, no cuts, and she she kind of she's talking about life and whatever. Some and of my favorite performances of the just of like that year. crying, and she's like, and all in one shot, all in one take, just a super close up, but like really, really like strong control of like her her like emotional Range. performance yeah. too. And it's like a physical thing too. It's not just like yeah. acting and where it's like acting mm. with your with your face and just crying on command and stuff. So 
to me that that like really worked in this movie really strong she um, is maybe she kind of stole the show for me yeah I, now don't get me wrong i think scars guard was fucking great in this i think as he well. did pretty well yeah and i think he's kind of on a run right now as well i think the northman is like so underrated dude like no one saw that movie I and know. i think that movie was fucking badass dude I w- i've been telling people about it too like because in some ways you would almost think it's like a cool like cool dude movie or something like yeah. you know like like guy at work that likes top gun like you or like oh, dude, you want to see someone like fuck some people up you gotta watch the North. <laughs> you know people love like john wick and like gladiator stuff like that. yeah i'm like dude this this is like a crazy ass revenge story right. like this dude's like on this uh journey and then he goes into like the valhalla thing at right. the end and he's going to, and it's a beautiful movie into, like the hell volcano like it's fucking wild it's awesome yeah, I, I I thought that would pick up maybe more with yeah. like a digital release or a uh, streaming release. But. You know, apparently it did, and I uh, I remember uh, Eggers did a an episode of WTF or something, and he was talking about he was like, you know, the film does better on streaming than it did in theaters. Yeah, he's like, but you know, like I think at that point he had kind of just thrown up his hands with it, and he was like, what are you gonna do? You know, you make a movie, and you never know exactly what's gonna go. Or yeah, I'm sure he thought he had a fucking hit on his hands because. The first two films were so well received and well attended, or more well, well uh, better attended, and then he goes and makes this fucking action movie, yeah. and no one goes and sees it. He's probably like, "What the fuck, dude? What do I gotta do?" Like, you yeah. Know? So I, I want kind of an interesting dynamic. I want to circle back on that a little bit later when we talk about some other movies because that's a good. That is a really good point. But um, man, there was a decent attendance for this. Yeah, you know? like what? What do people respond to? I I can't wrap my brain around it. You know. You know, John, they've got think tank committees <laughs> in, in every major studio, and I don't think anyone's been able to figure it out. Is it the name? Is it is it Cronenberg? You know, is, is it just like... Yeah. Because, I mean, there was a decent attendance in there. It's a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. For a movie that's like two weeks old. I think horror is doing really well. I think, I think comic book movies and horror movies are always going to have a draw. They're always going to have an audience that, like, maybe you know the whale didn't have or maybe um i'm trying to think of whatever like what else we we did recently but you know there's independent films that like don't have much of a draw but i think these kind of like extreme um like body horror and stuff like that it's such a uh niche market i think people are like going to be like going to gravitate towards it you know no matter what it is no, I, I think you're right. And I do think the namesake has something to do with it. Yeah, and you got a Skarsgård in there. Mia Goth has been, she's been on one lately. And fuck, so. I mean, you can't even say it's just the name, though, because I think he delivered. I think he delivered fucking Possessor. Yeah. And I think he's building his some, some serious credibility among a certain kind of audience that I think, you know, I think that might be what it is, is that... People who like this kind of movie probably like going to the theater more, right? Than just your regular. Yeah, because if you're watching some like um, kind of artsy some cinematic shit, yeah, artsy cinematic like kind of violent, ho- like a little. I don't know if it's straight horror, but sci-fi. Yeah, horror. I think people like that do go to the movies because they're like, oh man, like you know, it's probably it's people experience. that watch like eight, a bunch of '80s movies and '70s movies. They're probably they probably do know David Cronenberg. They probably yeah. do know like. Uh, Mia Goth's other work, and like, man, I want to mm-hmm. see some fucking crazy shit at the movies. What else are you gonna do on a Tuesday night? You know, totally. So, what would you, what would you rate a movie like this? 
I think tough. I think I could I think I could go four stars. I'm gonna say at least three and a half. I really did enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um and it's no secret that I tend to prefer standalone kind of I don't care, you know, like I think sometimes critics like a film like Megan, M3 Gin or whatever. M3 Gin. <laughs> can have 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty wild. It's aware of itself, I'm sure you were saying. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. I respect, you know. But a film like this, I understand the um, hesitation to review something too favorably. But at the same time, I think. I just tend to prefer movies like this, and regardless of whether I think he's going for greatness, mm. and whether or not he gets all the way there, I just fuck with that approach. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I really respect a filmmaker who's doing his own fucking thing. It's weird as, you know, you know any movie I've seen recently. And but it's got style. It's got, it's got its charm. I, I think that's what it is, too. It's confident, and it has style. Like, yeah. It's not like holding back the punches or like, Maybe people would like this better. Right. They're like, no, this is my shit. Yeah. This is like I love I want to have these like kind of weird scenes with this, you know, like real real smooth uh editing and have this you know, like weird faces and body yeah. melting and shit. Like gonna, he knows he knows people like that, maybe, <laughs> yes, but that's also like what he's good at. Yeah. And I think it seems like he has a real um not just a knack for it, but it seems like I think we can also tell when it feels genuine. Yeah. And to me, it does. It feels like this is an expression. And I mean, yeah, I'd say at least three and a half, maybe four. I think I'm definitely, I would see it again. Yeah, I think I am going to try to go see it again. Um, I just think a movie like this looks great in the theater at home. You and know. it was a beautiful film. I mean, the yeah. the exteriors, the follow shots in the cars, the beautiful vintage Even cars. Even just the close-ups, like when Mia Goth is talking the to casting. Alice. Yeah, when she's talking to Alexander Skarsgård and, you know, there's a lot of sexual tension and they're like zooming in on the lips, zooming in on like the eyes. Yeah. It, it's not... And look at the cast. Like the people he chose are so striking looking. Like Skarsgård, mm-hmm. I don't think, to me... He's there are a, more handsome guys. Yeah, he's not a Hemsworth but or it's like, like a Channing Tatum. Or he just like. has a very striking and like and like kind of Im, uh, imposing physical presence. Mm-hmm. And then Mia Goth is like equally striking and kind of like you just can't take your eyes off of her. And then her performances are so memorable. And the fiance or uh, the wife was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And there's all this sexual tension developed. So you need – it's like he knows – what we want to, he's given us a little bit of all all of that for me. So I man, yeah. I am gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go four stars. I'm gonna say four stars because I definitely want to see it again. And I'll be honest, man, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I think it's not for everybody, and maybe we haven't expressed that enough. Is that this is a fucking weird movie, <laughs> super violent. Yeah, there's a lot of themes explored. I don't even know exactly what it means, and I think that that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Is that's not even like I, I I'm I want to see it again to be more aware of that stuff, but I just appreciate its um its attempts, you know. Yeah. Whether it gets all the way there, uh, I, I I don't know, but it's fucking it's impressive to even get that far, you know. To yeah, me. especially this day and age. I mean, the the movie industry is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, this guy's got movies that people want to go see too, and it's like this is a fucking weird ass movie. Yeah. That's something, right? I mean, this is one of the best attended movies I've been to, you know, I mean, 
I feel like I, Probably, I go to the thin wow, theater yeah. semi-frequently. Um, but on a Tuesday night, I mean, we were sitting in the theater with a couple people on our sides. There are people in front of us, people behind us. I mean, like, yeah. that's more than most, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And what a fucking weird movie to have people actually go see. So, fuck, he's doing something right. <laughs> Three and a half to four. I'm going to say four. I'm going four, too. So... What else have you seen? I think we're going to uh, diverge from the normal path a little bit, right? So I've seen some things that I guess you haven't seen. You've and seen vice some versa. things. I've seen some things. Yeah. Um, Let's so, talk about it. So the newest, the, the newest movie I saw in the theater uh, before this was Skin of Marink. Yes. And I know, I've I, been wanting to talk about this. I, I, re- I yeah. can't wait to hear. So I saw this Friday night, and it's... It, it had been kind of limited showings uh, last week in Houston, at least. They, they were down to one or two showings a week. I was worried that I wasn't going to catch why I it couldn't in the make theater. It. That's why I couldn't Yeah, make and it was like, you want to go to one thirty in the afternoon or 9.30 or, at yeah, night. exactly. And it's like, there's no in-between. And who um, has those times? I mean, like... No one has early 9.30 afternoon. is more likely for me, but, like, fuck. I mean, it's brutal. Yeah, you get out at midnight. Um... So, I want to talk a little bit about Skin of Marink. And to give you background... I feel like you're our horror correspondent. <laughs> you're out in the field. You're out in the field Do, doing, doing the I, work. I like, I like to watch them. I like to watch them. Me em. too. I just... I, I, I miss this one. <laughs> so, Skin of Marink is uh, basically like this generation's Blair Witch Project, but even more low budget. This is the most low budget movie I've ever seen in a movie theater in my entire <laughs> really? life. Really? In my entire life. It was cheaper than Blair Witch. Yes. This movie cost $15,000. What did Blair Witch make. cost? I think it was like uh, 90 maybe. Really? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Because they had an actual like camera crew. They had like actors. They had um, some lighting and stuff. Skin and Marink is shot in one house. And it's a Canadian film. Uh, it's this director's first movie. He made some like online shorts. Yeah. And um, I guess kind of had started getting famous a little bit off of like YouTube and like these like internet things. Yeah. Almost similar to like how, um, I, I don't remember what it's called, but like the Slender Man kind of, kind of thing where it's like very minimal story, creepy image, and like <laughs> everything else is left open to interpretation. interpretation. I so, see. in one way, I commend Skin of Marink so much because i'm like this guy is a fucking genius fifteen thousand dollars a movie he shot at home there's only like four characters in the movie with extremely limited dialogue almost no plot and it's all imagery it's all like tension and it does have a good it does have a good tone like Mm -hmm. a good creepy like unnerving feeling tone but goddamn, this is one of the most demanding like movies I've ever seen in my whole really? life. I really want you to watch it. But so right now, box office is uh, one point nine million on a fifteen thousand dollar movie. So this is one wow. of the most like successful like independent films ever made at this wow. point in time. Um, Kyle Edward Ball, yeah, first movie, first full length movie. Um, he's Look a can- that. Canadian, yeah, Canadian director, screenwriter, producer, whatever. So it's his thing. Shot at home on a completely minimal budget, but this movie has almost no structure, almost no plot, almost no dialogue, even. And it's shots. It's it's most of it is shots of like a house. It's shot real grainy, like VHS looking, and the dialogue is 
it's like if you turn this microphone all the way up and got like the room static mm-hmm. and then you would hear like hear whispering and hear it's and to the point where they have to like uh put subtitles on like half of it because you can't understand but it's all about like that sounds oh cool. did i see something or is it just oh, like really? my subconscious because the movie's so dark because it's shot at night because it's so grainy so it does like play on that which is cool but it's a fucking demanding movie like we had we had popcorn and i'm literally like single kernel like trying not to crunch because it's so quiet um (laughs) it's such an odd experience but it's something that i think like people are going to remember a lot yeah it's really hard to rate something like that I don't know if I could watch it again. Right. Because it is so absolutely demanding. I don't even know if I could watch it at home. I, I am, I'm anxious to see it. I, and um, our our contributor, uh, Frankie, guy who's been a guest Frankie several times. Frankie didn't like it at Frankie all. Frankie didn't huh? like it. Um, and, or I think that the, the, the experience was thrown off. Yeah, I which has, definitely You know, that happens that. sometimes, especially in the theater. And I think... Or, I mean, not especially in the theater, but each one has their draws or setbacks. Right. But it was funny because their note was actually that it might be better watched at home, like in the dark. Really? Yeah. Oh, complete darkness. Like, just maybe imagine it like straight up darkness. You're at the house. And then the way uh, he, I think, or maybe I'm just assigning this to it, but like, I can almost imagine it like if the house creaks or something. You're like, was that in the film? Yeah. Yeah. So, I could see that. And it, it did. So, this mo- the reason this movie came out now and they kind of rushed the theater release is. Uh, it was supposed to come out in, in October of this year, but it got leaked online because it had done like a film festival tour right. in Europe, and someone leaked it. So they had it was on YouTube for a little bit, and people on TikTok and shit started seeing it, and there was like some buzz going on. And because it had been pirated so much, the studio, I think they sold a Shutter, so Shutter bought right, it right, and right. and kind of put it out everywhere, and then it's going to start streaming probably pretty soon. But I think they, it's already streaming. Yeah, they just wanted to like get it out to like get ahead of it. The hype, but still, one point nine million dollars on a fifteen thousand dollar budget—that's fucking insane. That's like a a one thousand percent profit. And margin. it sounds, um, you know, it's not. It doesn't sound like La Llorona. You know what I mean? No. There's, like where I'm. I mean, I'm saying like it's not that dumb. It's not there's that, something to it, right? There's or at least there's a concept. It. It's atmospheric. It's like pure atmosphere, yeah. which I'm, is kind of cool. I think that is kind of cool. And of course, I haven't seen it, and I'm anxious to see it. But if anything, your review right now is actually making me more excited to see I it. Wanna like I want to like it because it's like it's much, such though. an underdog thing. I want to be like God. That's so like fucking punk rock. But just it's like, kind of just it's a little yeah, bit yeah. But there is some stuff. It's like I would like a little plot. More. I would like Give a little more. something. Like yeah. what the fuck? And there's some scenes that are just <laughs> long, and it's like. What the like? What am I watching? And and I that watch seems some, to be the common critique. And I watch some like weird movies. Yeah, and I watch some like you know Kubrick movie. Like a lot of people mm. can't watch two thousand one. I right. love that movie. Right. A lot of people are just like, this is fucking. What's happening? Here? Yeah, this is belongs in a museum because it's so dated. Like right. you know, but I I I like a slow burn. I like something, mm-hmm. but I expect a little a little. Kind of reward of me every now and again, yeah. Yeah. Um, Skin and Marink, I don't know if I'll watch it again. I could probably go one and a half to two stars because oh, I want because I want to give it something. But, but it, you really didn't enjoy but it. But th- there's some problems with it. <laughs> there's some problems. 
<laughs> I'm excited to but see it. I think you know every, what's probably gonna happen is that now my expectations it. are gonna be lower, and then I'm gonna probably like it because like everyone I know who's seen it is like, oh, okay. I don't really like it. I want to like it, but then watching it, I'm like, I, I don't. But think it I is hyped. Sit. I don't think I could. It is hyped. You did say that as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely. You were hyped. like, this movie was overhyped by me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I texted you right when I got out. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and I was like, well, I'm the only one hyping it up. Cause, but right. I didn't know. Well, I didn't know any of the TikTok shit. Uh, I don't have TikTok. And then this past month, I've been doing like a social media cleanse. I haven't even been on Instagram. I haven't been on Facebook, anything. So like I had only seen the trailer and I was like, oh, that looks like kind of cool. That's different. And so I kept like trying to find showtimes for it and they're really limited. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to like go see this as soon as possible or it's going to be out of the theaters. Like I want to I want to catch it in the theater. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to see this one in the theater as well, but man, I mean, they they phase these out so fast. It's hard, man. So it went down from three show times to one or two show, or or it went down from like three or four to like one in or like two. a couple of days. Yeah, no, like in a day. It was like Tuesday they had four, and then the next day it was one, and it was like nine fifteen or ten ten thirty or something like that. Yeah, it's like damn. I mean. I don't know how committed I am to that. So Skinamarink is kind of the opposite of what you were talking about earlier with uh, Robert Eggers. Like, you know, I think he lost a little bit of money on The Northman. Oh, no, not a little bit. That yeah. was an expensive-ass movie. I mean, maybe they made, made their money back now. Maybe they did. Maybe, but the, it's funny because this is like the exact opposite on something that's right. only really been hyped on, like, social media, but it's because it was so damn cheap to make. Right, but so. I think that there, you know... I think that some there's something to horror fans and sci-fi fans and shit like that. Like something like this, I th- I just feel maybe it's that horror is is so kind of polluted in a sense mm-hmm. that like there's so many cheap thrills that if you just did something unique, yeah, it's like some there is an audience out there for this stuff, you know, and it's like. It's um that's that is interesting to me because I feel all like the the highest grossing independent movies are all horror movies. Really, you know, Halloween, Blair Witch. Um, I can't remember what, else, but they're they're right. all like kind of like these underdog movies. Like some guy just has not. John Carpenter was he had made like one movie before right. Halloween. It was a very very cheap production, very fast uh, process. I think they shot it in like a couple weeks and right. it was completely done. But, he made um, the f- music. Right, because he didn't have m- money for, you know, to buy a, a yeah, score or anything. Yeah, I imagine Friday the Friday 13th wasn't very expensive to Yeah, make. exactly. So I think, I think in a lot of ways, like, because there is no production value, like, it almost does seem scarier in a sense. Mm-hmm. Almost like, I, th- I used, like, the punk rock uh, example earlier, but the same thing, like... The Misfits sounded better when they had no fucking money, and it's like these shitty like recordings on right. an eight track or something. And then yeah. once they have money and like Michael Graves is in it, like this sounds fucking stupid. It's all overproduced. <laughs> like you lost all the edge. Like right, it doesn't right, sound right. cool anymore. You know, I, like, I don't mind some Michael Graves. I, I mean, mean it, it, it has its place, but it's not like <laughs> what, it's not it's the not original. Danzig, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think maybe horror does need some of that like um, grittiness. Yeah. It needs that maybe that's just ingenuity. what I like. Yeah, you know, it, and and definitely maybe it's just just my taste what I like. But I I feel like it hits a little bit harder when it's like feels scrappy or something. Yeah. It makes it feel like more real. Like damn, something like could be here. I don't but you know. just wish they would have taken it further with Skin and Marink. 
a little bit. Did you, what did you settle on? One point five two. I, I think, oh, man, I feel like one point five is fair. I just recently saw a movie called Tar. I've been wanting to see that. I believe this is an Oscar contention. I know the the nominations just came out. I should I should have them up. Uh, we can pull it up. Did Kate Blanchett get nominated? Um, this one just came out pretty recently, right? Yeah, she's oh, it's shit. nominated for best picture as well, and like everything else, best yeah. picture, best actress in a leading role. Yeah. So, um, Kate yeah. Blanchett is just a fucking force of nature to me, dude. Yeah, she is so incredible. She's um, she's always fucking great. But this movie, um, it's kind of focused around this uh, conductor. She's mm-hmm. a conductor. She's a conductor in Berlin. So this is like the height of that culture. She is at the top of this power structure. Okay. And like she has all these awards. She's a fucking, you know, she's done film scoring. She's done all these things. She like they set that up in the first 30 minutes of the film is that like this is that woman. You know, she is fucking like at the height of of power in this um this uh classical music thing right and um she's conducting an orchestra in berlin and they're going to record uh one of Mahler's pieces or something like that and basically this is the most challenging piece to conduct that's what this film is centered around like this is going to be like her ultimate contribution right it's like this like thing she's always been working toward she's about to conduct all eight of Mahler's pieces in a short period of time this is the hardest one but over the course of this week that she's prepped prepping for this fucking masterpiece everything goes to shit and basically she's like all this stuff comes to light that she's like abusing her power to like um sexually influence her young players oh wow so it's like this (laughs) woman this lesbian woman at the height of this power structure is abusing her power and i mean it sounds kind of fucked up really i mean it is fucked up but like I mean it sounds fucked up that it, rather than it be about a man it's about a woman. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. about a lesbian woman. That's a little bit weird, right? But the movie itself um super well done. Uh and I really really liked this movie, dude. Damn. Uh, I would so highly recommend it. Nominated for best picture and for best leading? Yes. And maybe some more stuff. I mean there there was a pretty long list there. Um let's see. What just happened to it? I had it pulled up. One second. Tar nominations. Let's see. So, yeah, best picture. Golden best, Globe, best screenplay. Yeah, so best in terms actor. of the Academy Awards, uh, yeah. best picture and best best actress in a leading role. Okay. But, Damn. man, it was a fucking good-ass movie. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's really interesting I think her performance is fucking incredible. It's a little long-winded. Takes a second to set up. Two hours and 37 minutes. But it gets minutes. tense, dude. Yeah? It gets tense. The first 30 minutes, I was like, okay, like, they really set up the fact that she's brilliant. So mm-hmm. that, they like, I guess they're doing that to kind of say, like, she is really at, like, similar to maybe, like, how Weinstein was in the film world, where he's, like, atop this world and he's kind of like moving the pieces around and he has all these directors and the Weinstein company has a lot of fucking movies you would know you right. know what I mean all the Tarantino yeah. movies yeah. movies you would know you know movies we know and love and it's like he was at the height of that structure and, and I think it kind of sets that up that she is really like it just takes some time to kind of 
move the pieces around. And then after that, it's like, oh, like when it really gets into the dynamic of it, there's like this woman that used to play cello in the orchestra and something went left. I, and I, I, you get the sense that maybe Kate Blanchett abused this woman. And then um. the woman, you know, comes out with it. She's trying to tell people. And Kate Blanchett just ruins her fucking career because she's so powerful. She just fucking writes all the other conductors in all the major metropolitan cities where like the orchestra is respected. Mm-hmm. She's like, this person is unstable. She's like mentally unwell. Not only does she say like, don't hire her. She's like, this person's dangerous. And so then that girl, I, I don't want to say too much, but something happens and it all is, I mean, shit is getting complicated. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. It's, it's, it was very tense once the, that, that part of the film kind of did unravel. I enjoyed it a lot, man. I, I highly recommend it. I would say at least four. Really? I might even go higher. So for 2020, it's a 2022 release or 20? Yes, 2022. This is old, granted, but um, well, I mean, not that it was old. just it was just on streaming, and I I'm, I guess I'm slowly but surely trying to watch some more of these films that got nominated. Yeah. So and, is that uh, your top contender for 2022? <sighs> uh, I have to really think about that. Let's look at the nominations, actually. Yeah, Let's I know everything, everywhere, all at once has like. That, right that is now, right? that was a favorite for for me as well. Um, Tom Cruise fucking Maverick for best picture, <laughs> really fucking crazy. Fablemans, oh, I do want to see the new Spielberg. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I've heard Women Talking is very good too. Um, I'm curious. All about Quiet on the Western Front. Did you see that? No. Oh, dude. not yet. I saw the preview for it. So it's a remake oh. of the black and white. That one's devastating, right? dude. It's like brutal. It's it's not your like it's not some military propaganda war movie. I mean, it's brutal. It's yeah, like I wasn't I saw the uh preview of it and I wasn't like in the Dude, watch it. It's man. fucking good. And it's about World War One. Yeah. So it's like tanks and fucking gas and shit. It's crazy, dude. Jesus. Um but it's intense, but it really I think every now and again we need to be reminded of how fucking brutal humans can be to each other. And I'd be rather be reminded in a film than in my actual country. So, you know what I mean? So it's like it's like the polar opposite of Top Gun, where they're yes. like, "Let's fly a plane and bomb." Let's people. get some kids to sign up to be in the Air Force. No, this is not that. This is literally like, don't go into the military. Seriously, like, this is what there's your, no glory. This is what your in grandparents it. had to yeah. had to be subjected to. This movie's actually the exact opposite. It's like there's no glory in it at all. Yeah. It's like pure like, oh, I wish I wasn't here. This is like not what I thought it would be. Shit. It's about a uh, young German, actually. And so they lose, you know? Yeah. So it's it's like telling that story. It's like, oh, this was completely pointless. And you know that, did you know that World War One? it's this is in the film, that the, the, the front line, those trenches that kind of, they dug in at the beginning of the war, they only moved like, it was like 50 yards. Really? In the entirety of the war. I didn't All know that. that was fought for like 50 yards. So the movie's kind of about that. Oh no, I didn't know that, dude. You should check it out. I, I'm I'm probably uh, fucking that number up, but it was a very very small gain. It's like that one, was the point. It's like one football field. It was not. I mean, it was not. It was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. I mean, just watch the movie. It was really good. Yeah, I want to see these as well. What else have you Did seen? Did you Anything? see the Elvis movie? No, I didn't either. No, I'm gonna avoid. That. I don't. I don't know that. Don't need to. Uh, yeah. I've seen everything I need to. It's like, dude, we saw Joaquin and fucking Reese Witherspoon in uh, Walk the Line, and as far as I'm concerned, that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to do? Yes, 
you can talk like him and you might even you know in some shots i heard look that like that him. guy uh i forgot his name but he was just on snl recently but uh i like he does, malik's performance too in that he uh fucking whatever that guy's name austin taylor yeah yeah, yeah yeah he that's him singing i, think I he, don't know. i think he did but uh, I'm just wasn't really that interested in in that one. It's like, dude, um, they've made these kind of movies so many times over. Bohemian Rhapsody, or Elvis is the like line, the Rocket most Man. fucking famous musician that ever lived. Like we already all know everything about his dude, life. Do we need it's an Elvis so movie? It's so published. It's so publicated. Like you know what I would want to see is an Elvis movie where it's like gritty. Like I don't want to see some fucking Elvis movie that looks like it's filmed on like a the shiniest new digital fucking camera and like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you were gonna make an Elvis movie and I, like I'm interested more in like the later years where he's just a fucking the drunk like, years. Yeah. Or he's just like just kind of struggling. Well, I, I want to hear that story and I'm sure that's in there too. But you know what I'm saying? It's probably like the last ten minutes. So I'm not. Like, I, I don't like that pop sheen of like. Yeah. Let's like you know flatter this person for two hours. Like all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Tar, highly recommend. I would say four stars. Um, you know, I've seen some other stuff. I saw the, we talked about the Channel 5 film, uh, the documentary. What was that called? This Place Rules. Yeah. Did enjoy that a lot. It's a shame because Andrew Callahan is apparently a weirdo. Yeah. That Every, happens. Everybody's it, it a weirdo like, now. Yeah, all the, yeah. I mean, what is that? No, it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to not be a weirdo. But yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't live in Hollywood, so <laughs> I don't know. And it's a I don't shame know what's because going it's, on out there. it's like I feel like his coverage was was good, and it was it was a fun quality movie. But I think that yeah, it's just you can't I can't, you can't um, look at it the same way. Yeah, just like fucking weird because he's trying to expose these things. It's like oh, but it turns out you're fucking doing weird shit. Yeah. But um, what else have I seen? You said you didn't see Megan M three. M three. You did. It was okay. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, what are you very, excited about? Very coming reminiscent down the line? of uh, like Chucky, Chucky or yeah. something Child's like that. Play. What, what are you excited about coming um, down? I, I the do old... want to see uh, Mister Mister Shyamalan's movie. Yes, um, a knock at the cabin. Yep. I think. Uh, fuck. What else is coming out? I know you were really hyped about Scream in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Scream takes I man, saw that trailer, and that is one of the worst-looking trailers Manhattan. I've ever seen. Um, I will not be seeing fuck, that. What I think the Exorcist uh, sequel by your boy David Gordon Green is coming out this year. Fuck David Gordon He's doing Green. it again. I think it's a, the same shit. It's like a trilogy that's a sequel to The, the Exorcist. The, the audacity. Yeah. The sheer audacity. <laughs> I mean, I respect his just giving no fucks. It just doesn't care. But God, I'm so sick of Beloved these Beloved property, I'll like, take Why that. not just do your own thing? If he had any juice at all, he would do his own thing. Because now he's had several successful films. Yeah. So it's like if he wanted to, he could really just do that. All right, I think we did it, yeah? We did. Uh, I don't know what else <laughs> you got is coming sleepies? out. But Sean's, we're Sean's gonna yawning over here. <laughs> yeah. It's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> I don't really know what else is coming out, but hey, we'll be there. We'll be out we'll there. We'll be there to well, review well, hopefully it. we'll see y'all out there, see at the movies. This is John. This is Sean. This is Movie Night with, with John, John and Sean. Sean. Bye. Bye.